Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week we are going to be discussing Flatliners, the remake of some film with Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland. Remake, sequel, who knows? Nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. Before we get into that, does anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about? Finally saw Wonder Woman. And I agree with Lauren. I don't know. I just oh, so that's the three of us because Ben yeah, agrees I with me. No, yeah. like it was it was weird. So here's what I will say: I did most of the like cinematography for the DC movies. Like I love the tone. I love the I love the feel. So I love the look of Wonder Woman. Um, but somewhere during the second act, or like once it like reached the like climax, I was like. I don't know if I'm, like, invested in, like, the moral she's supposed to learn, or, like, yeah, like, like, the kind of turning around of her, where, like, all of a sudden she was really against humans, and now she's totally for humans, like, I don't know, I was, I was somewhat lost in her kind of, um, and most known motivation yeah her motivation and her emotional development um the characters i thought were great though like i think gal gata did a great job as wonder woman i think chris pine did a great job as steve whatever his name was um roger no not roger steve <laughs> steve something yeah but see that's uh, a, trevor is it steve trevor? trevor yeah it is steve trevor see that's another thing though like this entire time and i i was just like I was saying to myself, please don't be a misogynist, please don't be a misogynist, please don't be a misogynist, but, like, I just really preferred Captain America this entire time. Like, I feel like it matched that tone and it matched that feel and that look, but, like, the motivation and the character arc was, like, way clearer and way more believable for whatever reason. And it had stakes. Captain America does eat a lot of steaks, you're right. (laughs) It... Um, there was this sense of, like, yeah, he was obviously, like, way stronger than everyone else, but I don't know. Yeah, it, The, yeah, the thing so. for me is Wonder Woman is bulletproof. Uh, that's debatable. You look it up and it's hard to find, a, like, an answer to that. Well, I mean, you look at, like, 90% of the comics she's in nowadays. If she can go toe-to-toe We're not with, talking like, about Superman, the comics, we're talking about the movie. Well, even no, but even but they this, didn't. Though, they didn't I think even. There was a sense where you saw Robin White, uh, Robin Wright's character, and like a bunch of the Amazons die in like the first act, and there was this sense that you were thinking, oh, that could just as easily happen. Diana yeah, but to none Diana. of them were but part god. That's the thing, and they're like they're trying. To, they're kind of hinting this entire time that like, oh, but no, there's something really special about Diana. But even by the time she reveals like how powerful she is and how strong she is and she discovers that it's just like you you can't even believe that she could take a bullet like or like that all she they had to do bullet. in that one scene where she's walking but like through no man's land just have a bullet graze her shoulder like oh, that's all like, i would have totally i would have totally like, bought that put like, one through okay, her oh, shin i don't know sh- something yeah so i don't know i was I guess I wasn't disappointed, but I, I, I was very confused by the hype that this movie got. I thought it was great directing job by Patty Jenkins, but and I guess great acting performances, but like the story, I think, left a lot for me to be desired. So. Agreed. I will, I will also say, um, this isn't something I've been watching, but the panko-crusted onion rings by Jack in the Box are oh like amazing. Goodness. So yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I read the book "Girl with All the Gifts" by M. R. Carey. It is a movie. Have any of you seen the movie? I have not yet. Nope. I hear it's very I heard, good. I yes. saw the trailer to it. I have. That I was just a, a jumble of words. I don't know who said what. <laughs> Ben's the only one who's seen it. Okay. Well, anyway, the book or and movie I'm assuming is about a little girl who. I don't know how old she is, maybe seven or ten, somewhere in that age range, who it starts out with her and a bunch of other kids being in a school just learning the random stuff, but it turns out 
that none of them realize that they're zombies. And for whatever reason, there's just a small group of mostly children, I'm assuming, throughout the whole world. But for whatever reason, they're not affected by the plague in the same way that every other zombie is that just becomes like a mindless eating machine. So it's kind of, it follows her and for the most part, I enjoyed it because it's just a new take, like a new POV for the genre. But the problem with that is that that's the interesting part of it, but it does what a billion other books are doing these days where there's so many different narrators per chapter. It keeps jumping around. So it kind of loses what makes it interesting half the time. And I will say that I, I won't say what it is, but I d- was not a fan of how the book ended. It was really abrupt and just kind of, I didn't like it. It didn't ruin the book, but I definitely didn't like it. Yeah. What did did you say you did like the movie? I need to see that now. I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, I thought the movie was fantastic. And it has um, Um, Gemma Arterton in it, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, and uh, I think Glenn Close is in it. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think it's probably the best like zombie movie since uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which I loved. Was 28 Days Later before or after that? I think it was slightly before. Well, I still I like twenty eight weeks later. No, they're. No, I'm not saying those aren't. Oh no, like, I'm those are just thinking off the top of my yeah. head right now. There are a bunch yeah. of zombie you, movies. Yeah, did you not like uh, World War Z? Does that count as a zombie movie? It was a zombie movie. It was terrible. I thought it was. I thought it was. It had good, some fun set pieces. But, like, terrible. Yeah, but could have been a whole lot better. I'm trying to. It was a lot different than the book. The book sounds interesting. It sounds like I I fine. would enjoy the 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 audio book. Apparently, they've got is a fantastic. It's like each chapter is pretty much a whole different like a yeah. different story. And they so got a bunch of different actors a, to play everybody. You don't have a Brad Pitt through line, that's for sure. Yeah. But I will be there if David Fincher is directing the second one. <laughs> so is that for sure still happening? I, it's still his next Wait. movie in development. So. We'll see. David Fincher? He might direct the next one. Brad Pitt's gonna bring him in. Man, oh, I don't, crap, I don't know awesome. how I like... How I feel about me liking a movie that Zack doesn't like. What does that mean? That's Usually really it's the easy. other way around and it's okay. But... <laughs> like, do you remember what he was saying about Game of Thrones episodes? It's like, it's easy to like something he doesn't like. Ah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. So, who wants anyone else do anything this week? Uh, I saw three other movies, other than Flatliners. I saw American Made, which I thought was pretty good. Nothing spectacular, but an enjoyable movie, especially because I love Tom Cruise. So, if you're a Tom Cruise fan, it's definitely worth seeing. As good as the Otherwise, Mummy. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I was joking. I like did you like mummy, the mummy? Actually. I haven't seen I it yet. I did like the mummy. <laughs> it's it's definitely a guilty pleasure movie. I'm not gonna defend it. Like it's uh it's not an amazing film. But uh the second movie I saw, Battle of the Sexes, which I thought was pretty disappointing, actually. Like it it's way too long. And it just doesn't really do anything with all of that time it has. It's like, it could have been an hour and, I don't know, 20 minutes. And it could have been the same movie, in my opinion. What did you think of Emma Stone? She's getting a lot of praise for it. Yeah, her, both her and Steve Carell were, were great. It just, they, they didn't really have much to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has possibly the most awkward romance scene <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Was that between um, Emma Stone and her? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it was just what? weird. Lesbians. Um, John's talking about lesbians. Yeah, her lesbian yeah. lover. You can't it's, say her girlfriend no, or something? It's no Black Swan. It's well, it was. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it, but it is really weird. Like, the way it happens, uh, the situation behind it is also a little... I just... I. And the way it was shot is also kind of awkward, too. Um, Any cameras so I feel, I feel in places like... they shouldn't be? <laughs> no, we had we had no Kingsman situation with this. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I saw, because I saw Flatliners after that, and the last thing I saw was uh, 
saw this with Zach last night. Uh, Brawl on Cell Block 9, or Brawl in Cell Block 9, which is... 99. Oh, did I say 9? Yeah, sorry, 99. Um, and it's from the guy who directed Bone Tomahawk. Uh, Zach, you really liked it, like, as much, right? I thought it was, um, I, I thought it was very good. I've never even heard I of thought this movie. It, I thought it, I thought it was very good too, but it's it's close. I still think Bo Tomahawk better. It's basically Vince Vaughn is kind of a good man who has to do. I don't know if he was a good man. He's a guy with a. He he's a trying. guy with he a moral trying. compass. I don't know if any good man has that tattoo yeah. on the back of his head. <laughs> yep, yeah, but so he. Um, he has a he has a moral in, compass, and he does. And then, he's a drug dealer. He, uh, because he's got nothing else to do, well, basically. And he gets sent up into prison when a deal goes bad. And then things complicate, and he ends up having to fight a lot of people in prison. That's the movie, basically. And it, and it's it's definitely, like, I was expecting more of, like, a drama or, like, a thriller. But it kind of becomes an exploitation in the, se- like, uh, in the second half. Like, enough to make Tarantino impressed. It's just super violent but it's done in a really kind of tongue-in-cheek way uh i i really did like it i just think bone tomahawk was slightly better and that's that's my my week so far zach oh, yeah i saw that cell block movie <laughs> <laughs> and flatliners but the, the i really like that director who um did someone have it up lauren did you have that page up or something oh i'm not on anymore oh, okay. i can i can look um, it up real quick it's going to be impressive when that guy gets a budget and uh it's s craig zoller, zoller. um his next movie has yeah Vince you were Vaughn telling me about Mel that Gibson that's awesome they're like it's called like drag across the concrete or pavement or something like that i don't know what the budget is on that movie um either but I think this guy's a really talented writer director. But I don't know if he could get his movies made for more money, to be honest with you. But he definitely made the most out of his budget in both of these movies, I think. Um, oh, actually, Zach, he has uh, before before dragged across across concrete. He's a screenwriter for Puppet Master, like the new Puppet Master movie, which I guess those movies are still being made. All right. If it was made in the 80s or 90s, they're making it again. That's that's true. But yeah, oh, I guess I can talk. I watched the new Curb, Your Enthusiasm. It came back last night after five years away. And he really wasn't, he wasn't holding back. Um, he was, oh, maybe just because I haven't seen the show in a while, but he was uh, not afraid to be classically offensive. And mean to just about everybody, because you can do that nowadays. Um, but it was very entertaining. It was an overly long episode. It was like a 40-minute episode, but it was built that way, basically. So you can just kind of get a tour of all your old friends back in the mix. So you got Susie and um, uh, what's it, uh, Richard Lewis and Ted Danson and... Um, isn't Brian Cranston in this? I have season? no idea. I haven't seen a preview or read anything about it. Um, and uh, JB Smoove, what's his character's Leon? You, Leon is Leon is one of the funniest characters on television, and it was great to have him back, uh, back on TV. Um, it seems like the premise is going to be Larry has a fatwa up against him after he wrote Fatwa the musical um, based on Solomon Rushdie's life. Uh, it could be fun, but right now they end the episode where Larry has a, the Muslim nation is, um, puts a hit out on <laughs> Larry David's head at the end of the, mo- the episode. Yeah, the curb. Love it. Side note, did you know that Solomon Rushdie was married to Padma Lakshmi? I think I did know that. Good for him. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And awesome at cooking. Okay. I guess we can get into Flatliners. Hey, real quick, before we start, so, I know I need to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
But I had so much trouble getting through the very first episode. I, yeah, I couldn't even watch an episode. I got so bored. Zach, can you can you give me some encouragement or give me some like idea of where it goes or what to expect? Sort I of, encourage or... you to put your efforts elsewhere. It's hilarious. Keep watching. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Because like I feel I feel about that about a lot of shows, but this especially, I was just like I like. Good for this guy for writing an episode about when it looks like you have a boner and you don't, but, like... I mean, it's also... They were the first people to kind of really do that. I mean, they've refined the art of the the improvisation and this (laughs) outline-based comedy shows that uh, a multi... uh, There's been... The League was shot the same way, um, where they kind of had an outline and then the guys were improving in the scene. Uh, and I know really? other shows Crazy. do that as well, but um, they, I mean, just if you're, if the first couple episodes weren't doing it, I mean, just jump into and watch, start a season in the middle. It's not like continuity is going to be, is super relevant on that show. Uh, you just might, fair enough, fair enough. they might bring back a character from seasons back or something. Um, I guess you could watch, watch the Seinfeld season, which I think is season seven. Or, um, they, there's one where they do a Broadway show that is pretty good. It's got Ben Stiller's in quite a few of the episodes. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you have to jump in at season seven, maybe it's not worth it. No, I'm not saying you have to jump in. I'm just saying those are some of the better seasons. And I think you could get into the rhythm of the show. And I think knowing what it is and then going back to the earlier stuff might make it more accessible. Cool. Okay. So Flatliners, we all saw it. John somehow stayed awake through it. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, we did take a pee awake. break. Um, but Flatliners is like we said, it's a remake. It follows a bunch of um, medical students who, encouraged by Alan Page's character, wants to figure out more about the afterlife. And uh, she convinces this group. Well, she convinces two people to help her, and then everybody just just kind of shows up. She convinces one person to help her. No, she tried. No, the, the guy the and the girl. The guy and the girl. She tried to. The girl didn't want to be there. Well, she came. Um, convinces them to kill her so she can experience the afterlife, and then she's smarter on the other end of it. No, like temporarily kill her. Yes, Tem- yes. And they bring her they back. Bring her back. At- and then spooky things happened um, to them. Uh, I don't want to start. I'm gonna let Ben start because I think. Wait, can we? Are we? We're starting with non-spoilers. Non-spoilers. Obviously. Same thing this, we do this every is the episode. Format. Yeah. I just want to make it clear for our 35 listeners. So, how about a non-spoiler? Take quick take, and then let's get into spoilers because I got a lot to talk about. Ben, go. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't think it's anything amazing. It's not going to go in my top ten of this year. But uh, there were some legitimate scares. Uh, I liked Ellen Page. There was one particular twist I thought was pretty interesting. I did have my qualms with it, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. Um, I will go with the obvious line and say, Flatliners flatlined. It was bad. legit bad i didn't care about any of the characters so whatever happened to them i whatever they can die they can live who cares and the ending sucks the end (laughs) john so um when i was thinking about this movie i was thinking about how it was written and for a script that when i think about doesn't feel super strong i feel like the first half was actually very strong and i will disagree with lauren and say like i did care about the characters and i liked where it was going and there was some uh legitimate tense moments i won't say scare moments um but then the second half was where i guess the script started to show its colors and it felt kind of tired and felt kind of rushed and i feel like the ending made no sense well, it made sense, but it had a good like it had a good message, which was great. But 
the not ending for didn't this see, movie. It it didn't seem like it didn't seem like a compelling ending. Like, yeah. So, I think there's a good cast here of likable actors. I think that's what John connected to. Uh, it looked pretty okay. Um, but it was one of the worst movies I've seen in years, I think. Yay! <laughs> um, it was awful. The script was horrendous and made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, but we can get into that more in uh, spoilers. So here, here's the weird thing about that, though, Zach. Like, because... Again, I agree with you completely about the script and how the script isn't, like, super strong in terms of, like, once you, like, once I looked back at it, I was just like, oh, there were so many, like, repeat scenes where it was just, like, like, they could have said, like, and now this character has a scary scene, and now this character has a scary scene, and it was just a lot of repeat of that, which created tension and atmosphere and whatever, but then at the same time, for the again, for the first half, I was compelled. And I did love all the characters. And there was, like, things really? that I Really? Even was, like, the guy that's forward. just a horrible person? Oh, no. For sure. Like, he was a terrible person. But again, they were building him up that way. And you were waiting for his, like, redemptive arc. Or you were well, waiting, the waiting for the The whole movie is set up around the premise that all these people have done horrible things in their lives. Oh, no. I mean, but, but in the sense that this guy was obviously... He seemed like he showed the less, rem- like less remorse than most of them, or whatever. But again, I was cheering for this cast, and I was cheering for this group of characters. And for the first time in a while, I like I like there was a group of characters that were put together that like I was actually like cheering for this group and like oh I hope it comes you, out. Okay. You were you but were not rooting half, for the characters. You were rooting for the raw charisma of these five very good actors that were in the main role. Maybe, okay, fair enough, maybe, maybe that was it, but, yeah, I don't know, like, it was weird, because... Well, if they're portraying the characters well enough, doesn't that mean he's rooting for them? Like, that's... He's not... The, but... You're saying, you're saying he can't root for them because the actors are No, I'm saying, really I would bet he's being drawn to the, the actors more than the actual characters, which I think are just not well drawn at all, in any way, shape, or form. I, and, like I said, we need to get into spoilers for that. So, so yeah, let's let's. I guess let's get let's into get spoilers. Into spoilers. I, I will disagree, Zach, because there was there was a definitive moment for me when I was just like, "See, Power Rangers, this is how you put a group of people together." And like, Power Rangers put a group of people together way better than this movie. False. Go. Oh, oh no, ugh. I will You're agree. You're the worst. With, You're I the agree worst. with Zach. You're the worst. Ugh, no, for our, not at all. For our thirty-five listeners, I'm the only person here who have really enjoyed Power Rangers. Just want to throw that out there. But no, it's 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 crazy <laughs> that we're talking about this. But this and Power Rangers are kind of like the same freaking movie, in that it brings the people together. <laughs> what? Before and then it jumps into. But the the problem is Power Rangers spent its whole. It, it wasn't a problem. Power Rangers spent the whole movie bringing its people together and then didn't be a Power Rangers movie, where this movie like it was just like happenstance almost. And then it's like, we're supposed to care about everything. It took way too long to get into the after effects of flatlining. Yeah. <sighs> okay. No, really? I don't think it did at yeah, all. Yeah, they had like a separate night for each person other than two of them. It's like, just do it all in one go, man. Okay. I'm going to put an official spoiler stamp on this. Spoilers. And now you can talk freely. So. Okay. Can I just, before we go on. Zach can attest that I was like almost squealing when I saw Kiefer Sutherland. I was okay, so Kiefer excited. Sutherland. So he excited looks, when he I saw looks him. like he. Oh my God! What's the guy's he name? He was wearing Donald Sutherland's hair. He looked his dad's like he hair. looked. Um, he looked like he saw Diego Luna. I was like, oh no, his hair is much better than mine. I need to grow <laughs> mine out and be like that. <laughs> like he looks so stupid. All right. What? No, I thought he looked dashing. Oh, As someone attracted to men, I did not think he was dashing. <laughs> As someone who has vague, ambiguous feelings towards both genders. <laughs> so, I have yeah. to disagree with Lauren saying this guy was an awful person. He had an awful act of 
leaving this woman at the abortion clinic. I at agree. At which part? What was good about well, her? Well, no, but he, he was just a, but he was Zach, a he was a womanizer in general. He was, he was he not was a the, good person at first. He was the quote-unquote douchebag of the group, but he wasn't necessarily a bad person, I guess. Would you okay, want to I, hang out with him? That doesn't mean he's a bad person, though. Um, just means he's a well, shitty friend. He's not a great person. But, but my, my point, my greater point is this movie had me laughing to myself that it basically comes down to don't cyber bully, don't abort, and don't text while driving. That is the, that is the message of this movie. Well, wait, don't no, abort or don't disagree, abort disagree. the abortion. The don't abort, the, don't do anything with abortion. <laughs> Abortions are bad is the impression that I took away with No, this. the message of this movie was as long as you forgive yourself, everything will be okay. Yeah, oh my gosh. Before I jump back into that, when both of the, when the, the douchey guy and the girl from Dope both confront their people who they've like, Hor- oh my so apparently God. it's so yes. it's they've been so horrible to these people it's supposed to be this absolutely scarring event that happened in their lives they're both like hey, hey it's me do you remember me it was amazing <laughs> okay that is true that is like, very hey, true hey girl that okay, i abandoned I, before your abortion can i just say me. can i just say something can i just say something as someone who has seen both flatliners that's kind of the same premise of the first okay. one. It's like they, that's they, not they, an they apologize. You can no, but, no, but what I'm saying it is, like, is. It's, it's, it's in the realm of that movie. It's not great, but it's just, it is what it is. Well, when you see that that's a stupid thing, you fix it. <laughs> the way that they approach, approach the people that they try to reconcile with, and I will say, Douchey Guy maybe had more of a uh, redemptive arc with this because you find out later that hey he's actually going to be involved in this woman who he abandoned and her kid well, you but like the I way that they the way that they approached it wasn't listen I've, I'm recognizing that what I did was so messed up and scarring and to you they're doing it out of yeah fear they're doing it out of selfish motivation being like please I just need you to forgive me because like I there's something this ambiguous force that's hunting me oh, yeah, and like sure. making me like what good are you um, doing bringing up one of the worst moments of someone's life and just being like please forgive me i need this and to be <laughs> honest i think they had basically well i guess they maybe had it properly rated um but like they, i think they almost had everything in reverse on their rankings of where they viewed who was worse so the texting while driving thing is dumb but it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So I think that's somewhere in the middle of the four things, along with the abortion guy. Deplorable, but not the end of the world. Um, the cyberbullying girl was treated like with the most kid gloves, I felt like. And she was ob- clearly, clearly the worst of the four of them. Like, that is an awful, horrible thing she did to that person. Uh, the other girl killed someone. On accident. That was the problem. She didn't intentionally kill... Do you know how many people doctors actually kill on accident because they didn't know... Oh, yes. I've had bad times with doctors. Yeah. I know how bad they are. I know, but, like, she they treated her like she was a But she covered murderer. it up. She covered hey, it up. Qu- real, she is real a murderer. Quick, real quick, let's, uh, let's talk about, like, actors' names. That way people don't get confused about who's doing what. So, Ellen Page was the person who was texting, was texting. while driving and accidentally got into an accident that killed her sister. Um... The one douchey guy. Um, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna... I, I was hoping someone else would Google this before. Nina I Nina Dobrev <laughs> is the other girl who killed a patient. Yeah, so Nina Those Dobrev are the only two. killed oh, a patient. Oh, Diego Luna. And, and then Kiersey the Clemens. Kiersey Clemens is the the cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, yeah. And then James uh, Norton is the guy who. Um, and Diego Luna. Is yeah, the, Jesus the one Luna is just good a good guy. <laughs> Jesus. I liked uh, all the people in this movie as actors, and, but man, they had not, and then like the party yeah, scene. Yeah, all these doctors are models. Yeah, the party scene. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" When they started getting hammered because they flat. Was wait, that after the first? Wait, or second so this flatline? this the, party makes more sense than the one in Mother did, where it turned into like a riot. The party in Ellen Page's apartment. Yeah. That was just after. Sh- that was just after. Oh no, there were two. God of them damn it, Ben! The so whole far. movie was a parable. They, 
I mean, that scene was just laughably terrible. And then both yeah. of them apparently had seen dark shit, and then they weren't talking to each other about it, which is frustrating. Which, P.S., if there's an afterlife, I really hope it's better than just driving a motorcycle around town. <laughs> um, and then then the, the car chase scene that came out of fucking nowhere, and all of a sudden there's people <laughs> chasing them, and it was just like, what, what? When did this happen? All of this just elevated out of nowhere. Like, the editing in this movie was terrible. Like, there was multiple times where they jumped ahead, and we clearly missed, like, three or four steps in between where... Would it, uh, I would disagree. I don't know. I he pulled the fire alarm. Was... Everybody would have left. Nobody would have been chasing them. They could have stayed down there all night if they wanted to. Yeah, it's true. There was no reason for them the to be reason. running away. Yeah. Um... They just wanted to show off how awesome a driver that girl apparently now was. <laughs> yeah. So that they could juxtapose that, how she oh, almost PS. dies driving later. Just a random joke about that. Uh, she was driving an Italian job car. and like, A Mini Cooper? Yeah. It's like when I left the, sta- or the theater after that, there were like three Mini Coopers <laughs> right in front of this, like in the first row. And it was freaking me out. But so. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just, I, I just cannot get on board with how silly this. Mm-hmm. I also love how secretive they were about flatlining. Anytime that someone would walk past them, they would like get in hushed tones and everything. If someone walks past you and you just say flatline, no one's gonna know what you're talking yeah, about. This is a word like, they created. They'll know. They know what flatline means, but they're not gonna assume that you guys are killing yourselves and then bringing yourselves back. Like no one would assume that. You don't need to be secretive. The tone of the movie was just also all over the place like it could not like it was like i don't think any of the scary stuff was remotely scary um there was a couple jump scares in there that you can't do anything but react to but i think the only one of those that even got me was the 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 dead guy in the morgue um I don't. But I don't think I jumped any of the times. that was the only one that got me but i found that it created tension but again like at one point during the movie, it felt like it was just cycling through, okay, now we're giving this character their haunting yeah. scene, and now we're giving this character their oh, haunting just scene, like, now we're coming just back. Like well, that's how I felt the same way about the intro scenes, when everyone, like, every time someone would flatline, it kept going, it was just recycling Yeah, why? Moments. Oh, we can't revive yeah. them! How many times can we watch that scene? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I guess, I guess it wanted to show, like, the personal kind of trauma or the the thing that was going to be like haunting each of these people but that that was the most frustrating thing about this movie for me was the fact that there wasn't a great conclusion as to what was happening to them what well, was haunting i them. think we're like, supposed to believe al- there wasn't anything yeah are we supposed to imply that ellen page killed herself over guilt it, yeah it was all just hallucinations like that was it is what i assume because if it was mm. Like, they made it seem like it wasn't demonic. It was just coincidental. Yeah, none of these people needed a flatline to be reminded of these things that they probably did either. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if anybody did any of those things, that well, yeah, people, like, they why would be thinking about it all the time. bring that stuff back? Well, like, I... But then, again, it brings up the idea of, like, why was it that this was the thing, though, that, like, amplified this feeling like why was it that there wasn't a great kind of connection or elaboration that flatlining somehow uh, re-emphasized or exacerbated the guilt that these people there felt was no rules to the movie event. at all yeah exactly there wasn't the and... only rule was make a great dead face yes which they all were very good at um <laughs> yes the, but the but the thing is though did ellen page kill herself because they proved no she didn't get no, I don't think she it, killed it, herself. It wasn't purposeful. I know, but what? Like but is, but is it supposed to be she killed herself? Because he no, got stabbed with a no, knife. But I guess a, it's, a man, like, it's like a manifestation of her guilt himself. comes back and kills her. Like just imagine the scene, but there's no demon. Yeah, girl I know there. what That's literally what happened in the movie, Ben. So what I'm did, saying is, I, mean, I don't know if that is quote unquote she killed herself. It was just an accident. Yeah. Like, she fell backwards over It was the her thing. reacting to the hallucination, yeah. 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 Which was, I will say, which was, when I, when that happened, I was like, whoa, are they killing off the main character? I and thought I they thought, were going to kill everyone, and then they didn't. Which I thought was, oh, that's I actually them a super At least kill move. one more person, guys. Oh, I thought that them was, killing her off was great. 
I thought that was the strongest part of the script. It should have happened way earlier in the movie. Yeah, it should have. And it was stupid because as soon as she's making that video on her phone, you know it's going to happen because there's no reason for that video to exist otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I love how they're like, yeah, we just broke into the house. No problem. We stole her shit. Uh, But you got to go in the morgue. And they're just like, oh, also, every single time someone talked in this movie, they were basically explaining everything that you were supposed to either feel like there was no natural dialogue in this movie and it was just no. exposition and there were scenes like no one's times. gonna find us up here on the roof and then one of the girls is like hey i found you guys up here what are you doing <laughs> hey i saw the roof and i had never seen it before i never been up there and like yeah. people were just describing what they were doing i'm walking down a hallway right now like it wasn't that but it almost was that's how horrible the script was in this movie I thought it was fun. I repeat, hey, remember me? <laughs> that was bad. That That's where Which the movie one? went. When, well, just oh, when just they both when, introduced themselves. We're just reiterating themselves. when they went. Yeah. yeah. Where they're like, do you Wait, remember me? It's no, like, hey, lab partner from high school whose life I ruined. Do you remember me? <laughs> it's me. <Yeah. laughs> okay. So that was the, that was the worst part. Because for the moral, again, that. Not only does reconciliation have to be something that you do with, like, someone you wronged, but also something you have to accept for yourself. Great moral, actually, and I loved it. And, and this idea that everyone can be, like, redeemed or brought back. It was the it was the message of Lost, and Lost is the greatest television show of all time, so I loved that. <laughs> but it just felt so fake, because, again, it was just, like... I get that they were trying to create this anxiety that these people were just trying to get the forgiveness because they felt so haunted by this thing or whatever they're conscious but it felt more fake and selfish versus like coming out of a, a genuine sense of dread yeah and then what was the piano thing at the end well because she <laughs> played the song when she got smart yeah, yeah I know, but I, I like was, was nice that just illusion. supposed to be a coincidence are we oh. supposed to read yeah, into I, it like no, ooh, no, ellen page just... is back Quince- now now they can be guilty about ellen page dying and go through it all again i don't know it was just bad. Like, I don't... Like, once I started to see what this script was, I didn't necessarily expect more from it. And, like, it ended the way I guess I expected it to end, but it just... It wasn't that... Oh, see, I didn't think that. I expected at least four people to be dead and maybe one survivor. That's usually I think, how these I think I predicted go. at some point when they started al- alluding to the romance between... Uh, Diego Luna's character and uh, Nina Dobrev. Um, I I think I felt like that, oh, at some point, especially since he's the one who hasn't flatlined, he's going to end up trying to, like, save her, and that would be the big climax or whatever. I I feel like I internally called that very early in the movie. Um, They should have left her suicide, like, had that actually happened. Like, I feel like that would have been a better ending for her character. Again, I think... A lot of this script, excuse me, made sense from just like a, like it kind of put, like I, I saw how the pieces put together. I just didn't necessarily like the way it was put together. I didn't feel super compelled by it. Um, the more I talk about this movie, the more I actually think like better of it actually, but. I don't no. understand um, that. Keep talking about it, John. Join me. Well, Ben, defend defend um, the movie a little bit more. Yeah, Ben, you've been yeah, quiet. I, yeah, you, yeah, I want to <laughs> hear what, what your thoughts are. Well, I just, I don't think anything you guys are, like, I don't think it was anywhere near as awful as you guys think. I don't think it was perfect. I Well, you're allowed to like my, a bad movie. It's okay. Well, I just, I thought the script was fine. I think it definitely could have been better. Um, my only two real beefs were, yeah, Kiersey Clemens scene with her, uh, her the person she was cyberbullying, that was not well done. I agree, 110%. Um, and then the ending, I thought, was pretty bullshit. I did not like that. But the rest of the movie, I was I was entertained the entire time through. How do you feel about their showing Ellen Page's motivation? They didn't reveal it, unless you had seen the trailer. Like, they didn't reveal her true motivation until her death scene. Because she said something about, she's like, I wanted to see my sister again. Well, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's uh, it's just not good writing. I thought it was, I, I don't think it's particularly awful writing. I just thought it was fine. 
Yeah, the, well, the ending where... Are we talking about the whole, like, reveal of... Or, like, Ellen Page like, show got picked yeah, into Dover forgive your, Yeah, forgive yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, super I, corny. I that, yeah. I guess corny is better, a better way. Like, I don't think it was bullshit, but I think it that was definitely corny. It, um, for me, it changed the kind of tone of what this... Of what the movie was like, like I don't. Again, I don't know how else they would have ended it, and I get why they did it, but it's still. I, I think know. I think the original Flatliners did it better in that sense because it it ends in a similar fashion where Kiefer Sutherland Kiefer Sutherland's character goes like he basically sends a message to his friends like I need to fix this because he he did something that ended up getting somebody killed. So he goes to flatline, and then this this person is about to kill him in his flatline, and he gets pulled out like right at the last second. So it's kind of like the his, so is Nina Dobrev. Well, no, it's not like oh you have to forgive yourself. It's like no, your dude basically got his justice, and he got yanked yanked out the last second it was possible. Um. So it was kind of more Wait, like who a, got justice. We, the, the the ghost of this person that he had killed. Um, so basically, as he's about to die, he, uh, Kiefer Sullivan gets pulled out of... Like, gets resuscitated. So the ghost, I think, kind of thinks, okay, I've I've killed him. My, I've done my part. And then, yeah, I don't read what you're saying like that at all. Okay, well, I just... I thought it... Um, I, I thought the first one did it better. Uh, it's weird... Because I think Kiefer Sutherland was two different characters, so I think it is a remake. Um, well, it's the same exact title. It has to be a remake. Yeah. Uh, but I had heard talks it was Not a sequel as tell well. Tell that to um, the thing. That's, that's true. That's, that is a remake. No, it's the no, sequel. No, there's the thing, and then there's the thing it's, prequel. It's like a... It's a remake in the same no, universe timeline. Well, I'm just saying, there's no, a lot no. of same beats that are remake. Okay. Um, what? But I thought overall it was it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it, and I I can see why you guys are complaining and why you guys don't like it. But I don't think it was. I don't think the things that you guys really didn't like. I don't think they were as egregious as as yeah as. Thank you. My English is so good. I'm uh, surprised or, I pulled that word out of my butt, honestly. <laughs> but they weren't as egregious. Like I. I was like, eh, that could be better. Eh, this could be better. But overall, I enjoyed it. That's my my final verdict. And on, on the it. opposite side of the spectrum, I have one compliment for the movie. And it is Ellen Page Page's wardrobe. Because, like, on the one hand, it's see-through. And that's stupid for shirts. But it always made me think about how her sister died. Because, like, water makes a white shirt see-through. So I was thinking about water. And then she was wearing this white t-shirt. Or it was another button-up that had, like, a darker bottom to it which, you know, water does that to colors of fabric when it's wet, Yeah. you know? So it's like, that's the only compliment I have that it probably wasn't even on purpose, but her wardrobe was symbolic. Okay. I didn't notice that, but I can see what you're saying. I will say, and again, I will reiterate this, and Zach can contest it. I think this cast of characters in terms of the group uh, and the team or the... uh, the group of heroes, I think, was the most compelling Oof, group of heroes. heroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, quote unquote heroes that I've seen in a film. Like, what are the films that we've seen recently? Like, so Power Rangers sucked for me. What's another film that we've seen that had like a group of heroes in it? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but we didn't review that. There was one that we've like that one of the movies that we were trying to review that it okay it was probably the epitome oh. I suppose. Um, what else? I just these guys aren't heroes. I don't. Yeah, they're all selfish assholes. They save themselves. No, fair, no, no, fair, no, fair enough. Yeah. But he means well, like the pro- a group of protagonists coming together. Group of pro- for... protagonists, maybe is what I should say. Yeah, protagonists is what I should say. Um, yeah, it was nowhere near as bad as Power Rangers, but um, it was. The entire not... podcast disagrees with that. Just FYI, <laughs> let the record show. Yeah, and. I like that. That confuses me because that includes one person who loved Power Rangers and two other people that hated Power I Rangers. Didn't, Power I didn't. Rangers was so good. I didn't hate Power Rangers. It I, wasn't okay, good, fine. but this was awful. 
See, I don't. I disagree. I just I like. I would rank this above Power Rangers. But would you like? I'm just Robar. trying to. Would you say that it was like decent, good, or bad? Like, if you had to pick between those three, what would you say? I would say if this if this movie came up in syndication on TV, I would not not recommend that you don't watch it. So you would recommend it? Yeah. No, you. He oh, said okay, he so, did a double negative. So good. But oh, saying- but only only again only for a TV syndication viewing like. And if nothing viewing. else is on. <laughs> okay, so like passable is what I'm hearing. It's like the 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 very bare minimum. Well, what's passable. a passable grade? D? Okay. <laughs> like a yeah, like a sixty. <laughs> Like like uh, like a fifty nine maybe like a high fifty nine rounding up with a curve or something like that. The teacher passed you because they didn't want you for another year. No, like not even that. Like again, I thought I thought the actors and actresses did a, a really good job. Um, I think they portrayed some tropes and some archetypes that we've seen before, but at the same time, I was still compelled by it. Oh, one gripe I did have. First of all, I did. Confession, I was texting during the movie. Of Whatever. Course. Which, P.S., you should be kicked out of the theater for that. I should kick Listen, you off the podcast like, for this. Yeah, there were three awful. people in the theater. It was a 9.30 oh, Sunday Speaking of night people theater. in the theater, there was one family in my showing, and they left halfway through. So, so, I, I feel like right. every movie I see this year, people are leaving. It's like, this is not a good year for movies. So, one of the things that I, like... I actually kind of enjoyed was this film was obviously set in Toronto and a lot of the scenes were on the University of Toronto, which is my Wait, alma it was obviously set in Toronto? I didn't get that watching it. Well, well, I'm oh, sorry, not obviously. It was, for people who are from Toronto, there were things that they could probably recognize. So as um, so it was apparent to people who have spent significant time well, Yeah, in but Toronto. how many time are movies shot in other places than where they're set? Oh, all the time. But this one was like, super apparent or whatever um, super apparent for someone yeah. who lives in toronto yeah wouldn't that be confusing though to you knowing that this movie might take place in toronto and these are canadians and no canadians would never act, act this way in any way shape or form uh, yeah canadians are place. way too nice for this movie <laughs> canada's a diverse place um what a is diverse it? place of nice people uh you betcha <laughs> the thing that the thing that bugged me was the fact that these people are all supposed to be med students, and yet they've got like stupid nice like like apartments and shit. Wait, like yeah, that. well, a lot of them were like, rich though. Um, quick question: well, yeah, what, Luna, what like, year were these that. people? Does anyone first know? Years. Well, no, they were but first they would year say students. things that did made yeah. them not they sound were, like they were first. They years. were second years, I thought. No, because he was like, "Oh, his second year's hidden on me," and then they were. Oh, that's then right. Then they also said that. Uh, she killed that person in her second year, but then it only happened like two months ago. They meant something like that. They said, "I don't know." It was very like, yeah. For the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. Which that wouldn't make any sense so, either. That she apparently needed to be reminded that she murdered this guy, quote unquote murdered. <laughs> she didn't murder anybody. It was an accident. Manslaughter. <laughs> and it. Like, it was unclear about where this movie was, but, like, you could tell from the scene. I thought it was you... apparently in, like, very obviously in well, Toronto. I should have said shot, shot in Toronto. I should have said shot, shot in Toronto. I should have said, excuse me. But, um, it was, yeah, it was, well, do you know what? There was actually a scene when she, when, uh, what's, what's his name? When James Norton was confronting the girl that he abandoned, um, there was a bus ad that was blocked, but it said Onto, like something Onto, and it was just like, oh, I guess this film is actually set in or Toronto. Or it's like, maybe. get onto this thing. <laughs> um, get and onto this like, bus. That's what the sign was. <laughs> and I was just like, well, this is stupid because if all these kids, like all these people, are staying in like super, they're like med students or whatever, and they're staying in like super nice places like the housing market in toronto is like the most effed up thing ever like it's on par with cities like new york and it's nowhere near as bad as san francisco just um, just but... do what friends does it's rent controlled <laughs> yeah sure yeah she put yeah she also probably owned that place she put a hole in that wall yeah let's hope she yeah, owned yeah, it she well she was like, back. high out of her mind when she did it so 
So the whole, like, the former Torontonian in me was just getting kind of, like, like angry and, like, raging in my bones <laughs> over, like, the level of squalor these people lived in in Toronto. None of... <laughs> this movie also Wait, just, like, I... totally skipped over the fun things they could have done with it, like since they were apparently became super geniuses after they did this yeah what was what was that limitless yeah like, they should have gone full yeah, there, limitless on this there there was only like what like one scene of that with elm page's character well all they did yeah, yeah and then and she one could drive well and then like she did the rubik's someone. cube no there were a couple of scenes because they talked about her running they she mentioned okay there was some exposition like she, in the scene no no she got so the scene the scene she made a bunch of bread Sutherland, <laughs> No, the scene, the scene with Keeper Sutherland where she got all the diagnoses right. Mm-hmm. And then she also had the scene where she was playing the piano. So. And then everyone got super horny. And... But, like, the only thing the only thing that the other people felt, though, was, uh, uh, what's her, shoot, what's her name? Kiersey um, Clemens. Yeah, Kiersey Clemens got, like, so, like, it essentially just ended up being a drug for everyone else. Like, oh, yeah. James Norton got high and, like, drove on the on his motorcycle or whatever. Kiersey Clemens got super horny. Oh, no, no, uh, he saved somebody. He saved, uh... Yeah. Like, he, he administered yeah, that. Yeah, but, but again, it was, life. like, an exposition that happened just, like, kind of, like... Like, okay. you had to no, no, remember fair. it yep. and catch it or whatever, right? Nina Gobrev got really good at driving all of a sudden, like... <laughs> She know. turned into baby driver. I, I was thinking that when I saw that, just driving the. I love car. how they slid the little Rubik's cube moment into the scene right before we found out Ellen Which, Page P.S., died. Which P.S. There's a trick. There's a trick for Rubik's cubes. You don't have to be smart to. Oh do one no! Of those. You just have to learn the pattern. <laughs> yeah. But they just like. Oh yeah, there we was, just watched Ellen Page die, scene. and then we're gonna let this character have. Oh, don't worry, she's smart too, guys. Moment right before <laughs> yeah. she finds out she died. Kiefer Sutherland, you know who didn't care if if Helen Page died? Kiefer Sutherland. I know you're probably sad, well, but you got to pick up her slack and get out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, okay, so let's talk about one one thing that I felt like so I did feel compelled by was just uh, the sense of anxiety and worry and stress that medical students have. So one of my one of my friend's wife's in medical well, I guess she's in They were partying right yeah, every I don't night, think the movie got no that sense. across in any way shape or form. Other than no, when they I, told it I to think, us, because they said everything that they were feeling. Well, it's, well, at the very beginning, when uh, Ellen Page was talking to Kiersey Clemens, and the sense of anxiety that friends. they had during rounds when they were uh, when Kiefer Southern was grilling them, like there is this sense of like, and I got a I got a little bit of this in engineering school, but the sense of like you work hard but you party super hard, and. That whole, like, dynamic, I feel, can be, like, super stressful and super unhealthy. And that just, seeing both of those scenes, the scenes when they were stressed out because of, like, what they were doing either in the hospital or when they were getting questioned by Kiefer Sutherland, or the scenes when they were going hard because they needed that release, that just stressed me out even more because I just, I kept thinking of the over overbearing nature of the program that they're in. And I don't, yeah. So that... Now, was that necessarily the most compelling version of medical school that there's been in cinema or or television or whatever? No, by no means no, but I still got that sense from it, so I will give the movie that for credit. Anybody got anything else? Um, I was upset that no one broke a rib during all those chest compressions. Oh yeah, they definitely all had broken ribs. Yeah, or I they don't, healed super powerful. See, I don't know a lot about that medical stuff, but I know uh, Kyle had a lot of problems with it because he's had some first responder training. Yo, yeah, like, oh, I, I do awful. CPR training. You crack the shit out of people's ribs if you do it for CPR for real. No, I'm just I'm talking about all the medical yeah. stuff they were doing when they had to revive someone, though. Like, I wonder, it's like, did they have a consulting doctor on set? I don't know. Yeah, all the temperature things they were throwing out. At yeah, they threw out medical jargon like it was just like, just trying to be medical jargon. I, I, th- I that would be interesting to hear a uh, real doctor's perspective on flatlining. Oh, and when he put the 
the needle into her chest. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure he was going straight into her sternum. You gotta pop. You gotta get through it. If Pulp Fiction taught us anything, yep. You gotta stab but really he, hard. Just, well, yeah, but Pulp Fiction too, he was he was still her. just pushing it. I like stab that's her when you decide you have to stab her. Yeah. Um. Also, you can't put a panel on clothing, which they did like multiple times. It would. You can't, you can't put the panel has to, when you like. You have to put it on skin. You can't put the what panel? The what oh, shock about? panels. Oh, the defibrillator. Paddles. Did I say paddles? The, the defibrillator. Yeah, yeah panels. panels aren't a thing. What the fuck's a panel? Oh well. <laughs> um, so, you got two really, really, really hard nose. Ben enjoyed it. 2.5 if you count Kyle. John walks this, uh, recommends you watch it on cable. <laughs> um, so that's going to wrap it up. Holy cow. This guy directed... Sorry, I'm just... Dead Man Down and Girls with the Dragon Tattoo. We talked about this. On a Did previous we? episode. Oh, okay, I missed it. No, you talked... Oh, okay, you, gotcha. oh, I thought you talked to me about it on... I was going to say, I don't think we talked about it. We talked about it, it when we, we Ben talked about, talked about Dead Man Down a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm. Um, so, yes. The director, this was easily his worst of the three movies that I've seen by him. That's for sure. Uh, not even close. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I enjoyed of both two. of his other two movies. Uh, but, um, yeah. Flatliners. Terrible. Oof. Um, Oof. Next week. It also, it, it lost half of its budget. Ugh. That sucks. Huh? No, it made half its budget. Yeah, its its budget was nineteen million, and it made nine point eight. In one weekend, that's pretty damn good. Um, Half your budget back in one week, you're probably going to be profitable. Um, But uh, next week, we're going to talk about a movie with a much bigger budget: Blade Runner twenty forty nine, directed by Denny Villeneuve. I'm very excited. So excited for that! It has my boy. We're all excited. Ryan Gosling. I would say this is probably. Um, my second or third most anticipated movie left to come out this year, so I'm excited. I think mine's Thor Ragnarok. I'm more excited for this than Thor, but I'm... Disaster Artist. I'm, just, I'm excited for Thor. Disaster Artist? No. So, Last Jedi. I'm so excited for the Disaster Artist. And Call Artist. Me By my, Your Name, or I think I'm more excited for. Because a bigger splash last year was incredible, and that's the same director as Call Me By Your Name. So next week, if you want to be in on the conversation, Blade Runner 2049 and the original, I'm sure we'll discuss as well in our spoiler section. So um, if you haven't seen that for some reason, you should probably watch that in too this week. I will say I'm halfway through it uh, for the first time watching it in years. It's way better than I remember. Actually, pretty great. It's a great movie. Okay, so uh, that'll do it. I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me at, at Zach Oldenburg on Twitter, Letterboxd, wherever you decide to do those sorts of things. Uh, you can get a sneak preview of what I think about a movie if you follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, and you can find us at middleofrow.com. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow. You can find me on Twitter at, at you the can't Grigsby find him Bear. There, but he exists there, or- technically. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook with Middle of the Row. Just type Middle of the Row. Look for Scott Pilgrim and you sure about that, Ben? Can you double check Facebook, cover. Ben? Did you change? <laughs> oh, did yeah, you I don't know what you're it? talking about. There's I don't no think there's a Fez guy, guy anymore there, Ben. Oh. oh, you son of a bitch! You changed it. <laughs> well, we wanted like to this? change it up for you. Hey, 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 no I one say anything. You. Everyone be quiet. I hate you all so goddamn much. <laughs> Fuck all of you. God, I See, hate we've just so been much. waiting for days now, <laughs> waiting for you to notice it. I was waiting for a text, and it never came. I was like, oh, this is gonna well, be Well, because I don't fucking look at the web. Oh, God. This is... You already you posted we... a Destiny review, too. You should have checked it can out, we... man. Can we change this, please? Oh, God, this is... This is like, you guys are talking about how cyberbullying's not cool. What do you guys think you're doing?
It's not nudie pics. <laughs> oh, God, just... Fuck this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so you can find this with, like, one, two, three, four, five <laughs> posters of Mother on our... No, actually, you know what? We're going to change it to something different, so don't even bother. I think God. Zach's already made a new one. You... God, you better have... I refresh it, does it change? It's like, this experience right Son now has made that movie better for me. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Whatever. Alright, who's next? This is John. Um, I'm, I'm John. Uh, John Rahul, and you can find me on Twitter at another Rahul J. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter, so if you follow us on Twitter, you'll get notifications for when we put out reviews, written reviews, or when we post uh, podcast episodes. So follow us on Twitter. Hashtag Notha. And I am Lauren, still deciding which last name I'm going to go with now I'm for the stuff. I'm I'm uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Excellent work, everybody. Um, so Blade Runner I, next I, week. I put an angry emote on the middle of the row, by the way. You put an angry like what? Our, like when it says you guys updated the cover photo, I put the angry face. <laughs> just or just throwing it out there. God, I'm trying to find the replacement one. We, Please change it back pu- to face. And I'm, I'm putting a laughing emote. I don't know where it went. Oh well. Okay. Well, close this out. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.